everybody. Welcome to Operation Tube Top. This is Tova, uh, your host. So happy Hanukkah to everybody who is Jewish or even who isn't. Uh, tonight is actually the first night of Hanukkah and even though we have a Christmas tree and I love Christmas, I also do love Hanukkah because I'm Jewish. And what I think what was so important growing up is that we did both and maybe it was because we didn't want neo-Nazis attacking us when we lived abroad or maybe it was just the fact that there's something about a decorated tree and enjoying all holidays. And I think that's pretty much how the world should be. I think we should be about embracing every other culture and enjoying all of the holiday. I can't even speak holidays. So a big happy Hanukkah to everybody. So I'm going to talk about a Christmas film because that seems appropriate. Uh, so in the past, I have blogged about different kind of made-for-TV films, very cheesy films that I kind of adore and love. I think there's a simplicity to it, and I think there's also a comfort to it. I guess that's the best way to describe how I feel TV movies are. And I have great friends who read my blog and have in the past said, yes, do this film, do that film. And I've done a few and I actually did a podcast one. It was the Thanksgiving House, which was total cheese ball, a movie from Hallmark. And then a couple of friends were like, "You really need to do the Christmas Prince." And I was a little hesitant because I was like, "Oh, I don't know. I like cheese, but is it not enough cheese? I don't really know." But I decided to take one for the team, and I was going to watch this film. And I'm really, really, really happy that I did. So, uh, first of all, thank you, Wendy. Uh, I know you're listening to my podcast, and thank you for commenting on the Thanksgiving house and that I saved you time. You didn't have to watch the film. You could listen to the recap. Um, and thank you, Lauren and uh, Violetta, for suggesting The Christmas Prince. Before I really go into the whole recap of it, I actually was pleasantly surprised by this film. And I love the overall cheesiness of these types of films, but Netflix... Oh, so let me actually, let me get into it before I talk too much uh, about Netflix in general. So this is called The Christmas Prince. It came out this year. It was the big Netflix Christmas cheese ball film. And so it starts off with this kind of wonderful montage of New York City during Christmas. And you see Rockefeller Center. You see all the different places. And it was funny because growing up, I always wanted to go to New York City to see Christmas. For me, that seemed to be the penultimate. I probably used that word wrong. Um, the place to be for Christmas. And I actually went about, I think it was three years ago, I went to New York City. I had to fight with my husband and I was like, after Christmas, I'm going to go for a week to New York City. And I got to see all the Christmas decorations. I saw Rockefeller Center. I saw all the things. And it's beautiful and idyllic, but at the same time, I think Vienna pretty is pretty awesome when it comes to Christmas. So anyway, the film starts off. You've got actual Christmas music, not the cheesy Hallmark or Lifetime music because they can't afford the actual Christmas music because everything's copyrighted. It's actually real Christmas music. You've got 
snow, you got Central Park, you got the lights. And I'm thinking, oh, well, this has got a bigger budget. So then uh, you kind of, I'm trying to like see what I've written here. I have 10 pages of notes. This is my dedication to this recap. So then we kind of zoom into a, what obviously is a woman magazine's company. So, you know, fabulous people running around talking about edits and New York Fashion Week. And I'm like, why are you talking about New York Fashion Week in December, unless you're talking about the February one, but obviously whatever, this is just a film. And there's a woman and she's wearing uh, jeans that I don't think suit her. She's gorgeous and beautiful, but they're really bad jeans. And she's trying to talk to obviously a head editor and he's being very dismissive, like, honey, you take care of it. And you're like, oh, okay. So she's homely. I'm not quite sure what's happening here, but he dismisses her. And then you're introduced to her sassy best friend. There's always, in all of these films, there's always a sassy best friend. It doesn't even have to be a Hallmark film or Lifetime. You always need a sassy friend who's going to, you know, lead you in the right direction because the protagonist always has to be a little lost. Uh, that's the rule. So we find out that her name is Amber. Uh, yeah, so apologies to any Ambers out there, but her name is Amber. And she wants to be a journalist, and she's obviously been sending off her work to different places as a freelancer, but lots of rejection letters. And I want to be like, Amber, yeah, been there. The, I get rejection letters all the time, every time I'm like, hey, I'm writing a book. And they're like, bad, not interesting. Anyway, so she gets a call from her big boss that she needs to go in to see her. And, of course, the boss is a um, very direct woman wearing a pencil pencil skirt, and her name is Max because it has to be a non-gender-defining name because she's big in the business. And, of course, Amber thinks that she's in trouble, but, you know, as the audience, we're like, no, you're not in trouble. We know something's around the corner. So she sits down and uh, pretty much Max, her boss, says, you know, you're, she said, no, first she says, uh, what do you know about the royal family of Aldovia? And at this moment, as I'm watching this, I'm going, oh, I've already done one of these royal Christmas things. I don't know, this made up country again. Are you kidding me? Lauren, Violetta, you guys owe me, whatever. And then Amber's like, uh, yeah, she's heard about them. And her boss is like, you know, you are such a great writer. You're so loyal. You're so amazing. And Amber's like, oh, thank you. And she's like, well, you're the only one available at this time. And then she's like, okay, I'll take the job. So pretty much the boss is like, you know, what do you know about this royal family? And Amber's like, well, I've heard that he's a playboy and his name is Prince Richard. This is the, the guy who's supposed to be king. And uh, Playboy Prince Richard, in my opinion, or in my recap, is going to be called Prince Dick from now on. And then apparently the story is that, I'm going to say apparently a lot, by the way, uh, he has to fill the throne because his father passed away. And the rules of Aldovia is that the next king has to fill that throne within a year. So it's like a lottery. So you got to be in there within a year. And then the boss, Max, says you know, uh, Prince Richard, also known as his royal hotness. And that's when I was like, oh, this film is going to kill me. Anyway, so the throne has to be taken by Christmas Day or else, you know, there is no more monarch. And of course, uh, Christmas Day, it's a Christmas film. I should have seen this coming. So Amber is like, okay, I'm ready to go. And then she's looking up Prince Dick on her uh, computer with her 
best girlfriend and her best guy friend at work. And they're like, he's so hot. And he's been dating all these celebrities. And she's like, oh, not my type, of course, because this is a foreshadowing. Anyway, now she's, you know, it's evening. Amber is still in New York City. And she's walking through the snowy, snowy streets of New York City in a trench coat. And I'm like, well, this is, this is where I'm having problems believing this because if you live in New York city, you're not wearing a trench coat in December. It just doesn't happen. She, she might've come from LA, but whatever. Sure. Jan. So she shows up at a place called Rudy's diner and we don't see her walk in yet. And the guy who's behind the bar says to these two guys eating pie, she's like, he's like, uh, Hey, you guys like the pie. You like the pie. And I'm like, great. Um, Dan's Gandolfini apparently runs this diner but it turns out to be her dad because of course that's how these films work and then she you know gets her meal and from him and he's still trying to charge her money because I guess that's the oldest joke that he does with her it's a dad joke and then he's like oh, yeah this Christmas Eve uh you know we could have the corn dogs like we do every year or I can make my five alarm chili and I don't know how I feel about corn dogs for Christmas Eve but I kind of think maybe that's kind of a cool thing Anyway, so she kind of breaks the news, like, I'm going to miss you on Christmas. I've got to go away. And he does this whole dad stuff of, thou shalt not this, thou shalt this. I'm so proud of you. And then he's like, you got to take a chance. And she's like, thanks, dad. So the next scene we see is that her plane is landing and she exits an airport. And as I was watching this, I was like, oh, this looks like Europe or this looks kind of like Eastern Europe. This is, uh, where is this Aldovia place? And as she walks out of the airport, and we know it's the airport because it says, um, Aldovia Airport, there are a handful of journalists uh, kind of talking among themselves. And they're like, when is the prince arriving? He should have arrived already. And they're all British, just to point this out. So she decides to hail a cab. And as she's talking to a journalist for a second, some hipster guy with a huge beard pushes past her and gets in. And she yells out, you selfish jerk. And I'm sorry, if you're from New York, you're not saying selfish jerk. You're saying a lot worse. But uh, he takes the cab and then that's it. So suddenly we see this scene, this montage, where she's um, in a man, uh, in a man, <laughs> in a van. And they're driving through this very small alpine town. And it's actually gorgeous. There's snow everywhere. And that's the point where I paused the movie and I was like, I need to look up where this fi- this was filmed. But I kind of have a sneaking sp- suspicion because I already did that Royal Christmas recap a couple years ago and yes you guessed it or not it was filmed in Romania and I totally knew it was and I just to let you guys know I lived in Romania back in Ceausescu days I think it's a little bit different I'd love to go back and see it so anyway she's in this van filled with journalists because they're heading somewhere and she turns to this kind of grizzled British guy and she's like well it's my first time doing this I've never been a journalist do you have some good advice for me and He turns to her and says, pick another career, which I thought was appropriate. So apologies, everybody. I had to stop for a second because the lovely kid walked in. He was supposed to be in bed. And it was hilarious because he saw the living room door was closed. So he walked around to the other door, which is from the bedroom, and just stood there and stared at me, judging. Anyway, so um, I talked about the advice, pick another career, which I thought was hilarious. Obviously, people who write these types of stories have been there and done that. Anyway, we get a view of the castle, and the castle actually looks pretty idyllic. They've they've got a bigger budget, I think, Netflix. Uh, I think they put some money into this versus uh, Hallmark, not judging. 
but uh, I think it might be a five-star hotel. I actually didn't do research of where they filmed this, but it's gorgeous. I'd stay there if I had the money. Anyway, so there's a press conference, and all the journalists are sitting there, and they've got about 50 people, and out comes the press speaker, not Sean Spicer, and he seems a little disgruntled, and so do the journalists, and everybody has British accents, because I guess in Aldovia, everyone's British, and the press conference has to be canceled because Prince Dick is unavailable, and somebody's like, is there going to be an abdication, or is it going to be coronated? They're all big words. And the guy says, the press speaker is like, nope, nope, there's going to be a coronation. We'll be at the annual Christmas Eve ball. And I'm thinking, this is really stupid because why would you have a coronation at a Christmas Eve ball? Why would you have a Christmas Eve ball? Because people want to be with their families. Not going to judge. So then, of course, Amber puts her hand up and she's like, uh, will there be a rescheduling of the press conference? I don't know why I gave her a British accent. That was bad. Uh, and then she's like, is there a possibility to have an interview with the prince? And of course, everyone scoffs like. <laughs> and then somebody yells out. One of the journalists is like, King Richard, obviously the father of Prince Dick, wouldn't have done this. So there's a lot of angry people. And of course, Amber needs a scoop. This is her big career chance. So Every journalist is getting back into the van because they're going to go back to the inn and get loaded. But she's like, nope, I'm going to find my own way, which reminds me of my time when I was a journalist for a week at the Eurovision Song Contest. I feel like that was really, I, I do have to say that was one of the most incredible experiences of my life, but I was very green. I had no idea what I was doing, but it ended up being a blast. Anyway, so she decides to sneak into the palace because apparently there is no security. And it's actually a really fabulous palace. And uh, I kept wondering, the heating bells must be not so. We have not a huge place, but a nice size place, and our heating bells are out of this world, because we have really high ceilings. Makes me feel petite. Anyway, so she's going around, and she's taking pictures of the castle, and I'm thinking, are you putting on Instagram? What are your hashtags? Hashtag trespassing. Hashtag application. Hashtag going to be arrested. Anyway, so suddenly this super tall butler comes up and is, you know, upset that she's doing whatever she's doing. And he suddenly says, oh, wait, are you the tutor called Martha something or whatever for Princess Emily? And of course she goes, uh, yes, yes, I, I will be the tutor. And at this moment I'm thinking, okay, now I know the plot of the film and I've got another 90 minutes to go. So let me speed this up for you guys. So apparently Princess Emily, who we don't know yet, is a bit of a monster because she has gotten rid of all of her tutors in the past. And then she is told, Amber is told that she has to curtsy for Queen Helena. So there's a queen, there's a Prince Dick, and there's a Princess Emily, and King Richard has died, just to make sure everything's clear. So as she walks into the room to meet Queen Helena, she's standing with, you guessed it, the hipster guy who stole her taxi from the airport. And he's got this really terrible fake beard, but she, of course, apologizes, kind of. And then Prince, Princess Emily comes in with crutches. I think she's supposed to be about 12 years old. And the brother and sister, so Prince Dick and Princess Emily, are close. They hug. And, you know, Emily obviously is not happy to have another tutor. Amber is 
about to be shown to her quarters and as she walks out she breaks this priceless vase and she does this whole thing like oh I will replace it I'm so sorry it was that expensive and Queen Helena was is like it's a 15th century Ming vase and I'm watching and I'm like no it wasn't that wasn't I know what a Ming vase that's not a Ming vase it wouldn't break that anyway that's my own uh, my own issue so they do the shot of the castle, it looks very festive, and then Amber's room is out of this world. Like, if, if somebody brought me to this hotel room, I would be very, very happy. It even has its own Christmas tree, and this is over the top. She wasn't given the servant quarter, she was given a, a state's room. This is amazing. So she's on her on the phone with her boss, and she's like it admits, you know, I'm undercover, I just lied. I'll get the full scoop, and her boss, Max, is, of course, super pleased. And the thing that I want to point out to Netflix is thank you for understanding that Europe is ahead and America is behind when it comes to the time difference. So where she is, it's dark, and New York, it's daytime. And I think those attention to details, very important. So I'm saying yay. Thank you, Netflix. So anyway, it's the next day. There's a very bitchy administrator of the palace, this woman who is very much like that character in the Bond film. Any Bond film, there's always a bitchy administrator, and this woman is quite stoic, but kind of bitchy, and she brings Amber to where Emily is studying, and it's this kind of archaic, crazy-looking study. And, of course, when Amber pulls out a chair, there's a mouse on it because Emily, Princess Emily is trying to scare her. This is her shtick. And at that moment, I'm like, well, Emily needs a lot of love, and she needs to be a little grounded. So then Amber, who's supposed to be undercover as a tutor, did I? Yeah, I covered that before. She's supposed to be undercover as a tutor. She opens up what Emily, Princess Emily's working on, and of course, it's above her head. It's very advanced math. And Emily's asking her questions because apparently um, Amber is supposed to be Martha from Minnesota and then Amber can't get her story straight and I'm like, I'll never make it in undercover work, but whatever. And then we suddenly get to a point where Amber asks why Emily is in a wheelchair and walking with crutches off and on and Princess Emily says that she has spina bifida. And I swear to God, I started crying at this moment because my Achilles tendon are children and anybody who has a disability, it just, my heart, ugh, it was, it's, damn you, Netflix, damn you. Anyway, so Amber wins Princess Emily over a little bit, and they look out the window, and there's Prince Dick, and he is doing archery, and he shaved his beard. And uh, to be completely candid and honest, uh, Prince Dick, kind of hot, kind of hot. So then Amber says, let's, let's go outside. I see you, Amber. So they show up as Prince Dick is doing archery and Emily kind of makes a joke. Princess Emily like, I can do better than you. And then she shoots a bullseye, of course. And then it's Amber's turn. And then Amber's like, I don't know how to hold this properly. So then the prince is showing her Prince Dick. And I was like, I see you, Amber. I really do. I know what you're doing. Of course, the arrow goes off course through a window hits a painting and then the three of them go running off ha 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 so fun you've just just destroyed a beautiful botticelli so a little bit later amber's in her room and she's skyping with her friends about math because she doesn't really know how to figure out the math and she's supposed to be a tutor then princess emily shows up in her wheelchair and she invites amber to a cocktail party it's going to be a fancy party 
So Amber is wearing a spaghetti dress and a turtleneck underneath. And I'm thinking, I think I wore the same thing in the 90s. I'm kind of excited. So the queen is having a talk with the prime minister. And then Amber is trying to secretly take pictures of this because she is a journalist foremost. And then suddenly the cousin shows up. He's the cousin of Prince Dick. His name is Simon. And there's obviously tension because if Prince Dick doesn't take the throne on Christmas Eve, then cousin Simon will inherit the throne. So there's tension. And then um, food is being passed around, hors d'oeuvres, and it's jellied meat. I don't really know what the point is. And Princess Emily notices that Amber's not interested, so Princess Emily is like, I'll show you where the good food is. So they go and sit down by the fireplace, and they have frosted cookies. And I can guarantee you there would never be frosted cookies in any soiree like this. That's just from my own experience, but Netflix, you tried. And then the cousin comes over to schmooze a little bit with Amber, and he's a bit of a jerk. And the prince does this whole shutting him down, making fun of Ferraris. I didn't really get the whole thing because I was distracted. And then she's back with her friends on Skype, and they're super excited about the story because they think, oh, there's competition for the throne. They think she's probably in love with Prince Dick. And then her other friend says, and I'm going to quote this, where there is a tiara, there's dirt. So at this moment, I'm going to take my tiara off because there is no dirt in my house right now. So then we have another winter montage at the castle. And then, unfortunately, Amber's wearing bad jeans again. And you see Prince Dick playing Christmas carols on the piano. And she kind of stands there watching and she's kind of smitten. And then I have another interruption from my game. So I have a special guest sitting beside me. It's Raphael, because he doesn't want to go to bed. So he's watching cartoons on mute while I talk about this. Hi, buddy. You okay? Yeah, you're going to go back to bed in a minute. Okay, so it's Amber and the prince talking after she's interrupted him as he's playing the piano. Are you whispering? Are you telling the story? Okay. So uh, they talk about the king, and Prince Dick is like, he was a great man, and blah, blah, blah. And then Amber says, I lost my mom, and they're walking closer and closer to each other. And she's kind of interviewing him, and she accuses him of being a playboy, and he says he's not, and so there's a little bit of flirtation, and then it ends. And we're back at the castle, uh, another montage view, and there's another party, another fancy party, and the queen is thanking all her friends and family for being there, and of course the tutor is invited, and she's wearing another spaghetti dress with a cardigan. And the cousin, they're, they're decorating the trees, so they're taking out all these ornaments, and the queen is saying, oh, the king has made all these ornaments in the past, the dead king. And the cousin makes a little kind of snappy comment about, um, oh, the king used to make handmade gifts, how quaint. And I kind of was like, you know what, cousin, I get you. If you're a king of a country, your handmade gift better have some Cartier diamonds in it. That'd be great. <clears throat> anyway, so then Amber is asked about her holiday tradition. And I'm thinking, oh, mention the corn dogs. Come on, you can do it. Mention the corn dogs. And she doesn't mention the corn dogs. So obviously this is not a Hallmark film. This is a Netflix film. Instead, she talks about how they honor her mother's memory. They watch films and candles and everyone's very touched by Amber's story. And then, of course, a very attractive woman with great hair shows up, and she's wearing a 
fabulous red dress and a six, what's it called, tiered pearl necklace around her neck. And her name is Lady Sophia. So the cousin sees her and goes in for a kiss, but she rejects him. And then uh, I kind of had a feeling where this was going. And so she sees Prince Dick and she's like, hello, Richard. And Amber looks a little bit jealous. And I'm like, Amber, you just showed up. Calm your tits. So anyway, Dick doesn't seem too pleased that Lady Sophia has shown up. And Lady Sophia makes a comment about the fact that Amber is wearing Converse shoes. And to be fair, why are you wearing Converse shoes at the palace for a fancy dinner? But whatever, you do you. And then suddenly Sophia opens a little box and it's a little heart ornament. And she says to Prince Dick, can you hang this on the tree? But please be gentle with it. And you're like, oh, some writer really put a lot of thought into that. So anyway, so we are the next day. And Amber is at her computer writing notes. And one of her notes is, did the queen bring Lady Sophia to convince Dick to take the crown? Because at this point, Prince Dick has still not said if he's going to become king or not. He's hesitating. And then suddenly Princess Emily walks in and admits, I know who you are. So Amber's like, I'll pack my things. And Emily's like, no, no, no. I looked at your laptop. I know who you are, but I'm going to make a deal with you. You're going to write an expose about my brother, but it's going to tell the real story that he's kind and sweet and whatever. And I'm like, this little girl is apparently his publicist. So they bake some cookies and I'm wondering where the staff is. And Amber's trying to get some information about Prince Dick. So it turns out that Sophia and Dick used to date. Um, the cousin is jealous that uh, Dick might be king. Emily misses her dad who passed away just about a year ago. And the whole time Amber's wearing a Chambray shirt because that is in every made for TV film. You need to own a Chambray shirt to make cookies in. And then Dick is playing piano again because apparently that's all he do does. And Sophia is wearing a knockoff Chanel jacket. So apparently that's what she does. And so she walks in and she says something like, I'm still into you. I still love you. And she wants to help him for the benefit that's coming up. And he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to, it's not going to happen. So you're not sure what the story was, but he's obviously not into her. So then we are in the city center of Aldovia or I don't even know what the capital of Aldovia is. They never say what it is. And English is apparently the native language of this country. And there are Christmas carols. It's all very idyllic. It's like a really fancy outside mall. And then there's a stage and reporters and people and the queen comes out for a speech. And whoever styled her for this film really styled this woman well. She's gorgeous, I would say, in her 50s. Killer outfits. Yeah, kiddo? Is that your... your, your? Yeah, we're going to go back to bed. With <laughs> Thanks, boo-boo. So the queen comes out and she tries to introduce Dick. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Can you say one more thing for people? Can you say something? Okay, that was his, that was the kid saying hi and good. Well, I have a child that refuses to go to bed, so he's beside and listening to this recap. And that's fine. See, that's parenthood. Go with the, go with the flow. So, as I was saying before, she introduces Dick, the queen, and he doesn't come out. And the crowd murmurs and people are worried that there's going to be no coronation at the Christmas Eve ball. And then Princess Emily whispers to Amber, I know where he is. 
So of course he's at the orphanage and he's playing with the kids and Amber's like, I know this guy's awesome. She's taking pictures and there's a snowball fight and uh, it's just winter fabulousness. So we're back at the castle and the queen is ticked off that her Prince Dick, her son, did not show up for this uh, speech. And it's a great living room. I mean, this living room is the dream. And she's lecturing him, and she's super fab. Like, this queen is exactly what you would imagine a super fab queen would be in a small country somewhere in Middle Europe. And he's dressed a little bit like Prince William in that engagement picture to Kate Middleton. So then it's the next day, and Amber is actually teaching some very big words to Princess Emily. And then she suddenly is like, let's go on an adventure. So they sneak out of the castle. Uh, and as we know that Emily is sometimes in a wheelchair, so I don't know if it's the best idea. And there's no security in this palace. So they go sledding, and suddenly they crash, and Princess Emily pretends that she's in pain, but she's not. And in the interim, Prince Dick is watching them, and he's on an amazing horse, and it's very... It's, it's kind of hot. It's kind of hot. So he throws a snowball at them. And then Amber and the prince have this really cute snowball fight. And I'm thinking every time I've ever been in the snow, I am red and splotchy and gross. And she must have industrial strength makeup or otherwise. Well, she is cute, so it works out for her. And they share this kind of romantic moment. And in the meantime, the evil cousin and Lady Sophia are on a, in a horse and carriage and they're watching this from afar. So they're a little bit annoyed. So we're back at the palace and the queen is, of course, angry that Princess Emily has been taken out of the castle, but then she has a bit of a moment and she's like, it's the first time I've seen her smile in a long time and next time I'll go with you on a sled or toboggan ride. And at that moment I teared up a little bit because damn you, Netflix. So uh, she's back in her room and she's kind of thinking about Prince Dick. Thanks, Lulu. And I'm wondering about her hair. This is Amber. And I'm thinking, did you bring an adapter? Because I don't know how it's working now that you are in Central or Eastern Europe. So then we have the next day and there you see the stables and Prince Dick is taking out his uh, horse. And then Amber decides to follow him with a horse that she pretty much steals. And I'm thinking, you grew up in New York City. Where did you learn how to ride a horse? So there's these beautiful views of Forrest and Prince Dick on a horse. And I'm thinking Netflix really does have a much bigger budget than Hallmark because Hallmark can't even seem to get rid of cricket noises for their Christmas films. And she's trying to follow him, but then she gets a little bit lost and then the horse throws her off and it's nighttime and she's walking in the forest. And if that were me, I would be crying. I'd be very upset and I'd be like, I'm in my GPS, I'm going to die. And then suddenly you see a shadow, and then there's a wolf baring his teeth. It's very Bram Stoker's. And then Prince Dick shows up, and he fires a shot off into the air, and the wolf runs off, and he saves her. And she's like, thank you. Suddenly we're sitting in front of a fireplace in this really cozy cottage, which another dream of mine. And he says something like, why were you following me? And then she changes the topic, and then she says that she learned how to ride in Central Park. And I'm like, yeah, you, I'm sure you did. That was a big thing that yeah, inner city kids did back in the 80s, 90s. And then he admits that he fought with his dad, the king, before he died because he didn't want to be king. And that was the last time he saw him. 
And then it turns out that Lady Sophia, this woman, this lady who's been kind of hitting on him the last couple of days, when they were dating, he sold, she sold a story to the tabloids, so he can't trust her. And then Amber's trying to give him some advice, and she's a little flirty, and then suddenly he shows her a poem that his dad had written in a journal before he passed, and this poem was supposed to be for his mother for Christmas, and blah, 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 it's a poem, but it's a riddle, and I'm not quite sure, and I've never dealt with riddles in my real life, because what's a riddle to me? Taxes, that's what's a riddle. Anyway, so they're about to kiss, but suddenly the horses go, nay, and he's like, I gotta go check it out. So she drops something by mistake, and she goes under the desk, and she finds this, like, little latch, and there's a secret compartment, and there's some files in it, and I'm like, bad, Amber, just put them back, but nope, she's a journalist. So they show up back at the castle after the romantic uh, cottage moment, and Lady Sophia sees them, and of course she's ticked off. So then Amber starts looking through the file. She sees the birth certificate, and I'm like, I'm too dumb to figure out what this means. And then she's Skyping with her friends, and it turns out that Prince Dick was adopted, which means that he cannot be king. I guess that's a rule. And... She swears them to secrecy, and this was totally a twist I did not expect. I thought the whole twist would be that it comes out that she's a journalist. And then her friend is like, this will make your career. This is going to be amazing. So then we have, again, Lady Sophia in another fake Chanel jacket, and she walks in to talk to Prince Dick, and she calls Amber a peasant. And then Amber walks in as so they're kissing, because Lady Sophia throws herself onto him. And uh, Prince Dick is wearing a cable and sweater, and that's attractive. Anyway, he pushes Sophia away, but of course Amber doesn't see that. So then she calls her dad for advice, because she's quite upset, and he tells her to listen to her heart. Uh, yeah, that'll help. Suddenly there's a knock at the door, and uh, it's Prince Dick. And he's like, hey, you want to go for a walk around the castle grounds? And she's like, yeah, sure, why not? So... They uh, go around the palace, and they're, you know, it's winter, they're talking, it's cozy, and she admits that he saw Lady Sophia and him kissing, and I'm like, you know, Amber, you aren't even dating, why are you jealous, what's going on? Anyway, he's like, I would love for you to come to the Christmas Eve ball, and she says yes, and she's obviously about to tell him something, either that, hey, dude, you've been adopted, or um, I'm a journalist, but they kiss, so everything's fine. In the interim, as this is happening, Lady Sophia and the evil cousin break into her room. So, of course, they found her, find her real name, who she is, and they find the birth certificate, which is very exciting to them. So then we have the next day, and Prince Dick is riding through the forest again on his horse, and he goes to a cemetery. And Netflix, again, well done on your location uh, choices, because it's a cemetery. It's in the mountains. It's absolutely gorgeous. He goes up to his father's grave, which I was a little bit disappointed with because if his father was king, there should be a mausoleum, but whatever, I'm not going to judge. I want a mausoleum. Anyway, he goes into his father's grave, and he's like, I will be king, and uh, I cried again. I was like, damn it, what is going on? Why am I crying? So anyway, we go back to Amber in her room, and she's holding up a another, I guess, spaghetti strap dress, a shift dress, and it's not working and and princess emily walks in and she's like i'm upset that you're leaving soon you're gonna forget me but i have a gift for you and i'm like "Ooh, is it tiffany's is it cartier no it's a it's a pandora bracelet they're affordable 
and there's a there's a snowflake on it to remind them of their toboggan ride. And I'm like, Jesus, Princess Emily, wait till you get to college. You're going to have a lot more experiences. You're going to have to put the keg on that Pandora bracelet. Anyway, so they hug, and then Princess Emily's like, I have a present for you. And then all these stylists show up with a rack of clothes. And yes, present, surprise for me, that would be it. So the coronation is happening at the Christmas Eve ball, because of course, that doesn't make any sense. And... Prince Dick is standing with his mother, greeting guests, and then suddenly Amber walks down the steps, and it's a very Cinderella moment, and then even the bitchy cousin's like, she cleans up nicely, and it's very 16 candles, and then she walks down the steps in this gorgeous dress, she looks amazing, blah, 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 and then she lifts up her dress to show Princess Emily that she wore Converse shoes, and I'm like, I get it, balls are rough, I've been to many, I think I actually might wear Converse shoes at the science ball, we'll see, because sore feet, no bueno, I'm getting too old for this, anyway, she goes into the prince, and he's looking at her, and he's like, oh, she looks amazing, and then she goes, why are they staring, and I'm like, I know what you're trying to do, of course they're staring, it look great, and he says that, and I'm like, get your compliments, girl, get it, I get it, so then we're in the ballroom, and it's, it's okay, it's not a great ballroom, it's a ballroom, I'm spoiled, I live in Europe, hey boo-boo, it's time for bed in a second, so they start waltzing, and it's all perfect, and it's about to be a uh, coronation, and then so Lady Sophia and the cousin give this kind of very, you know, conspiracy, I can't even say the word, a look of conspiracy, there we go, and then he says, the Prince Dick says to Amber, you're the most genuine person, or the most genuine person, or what's it called, you're more genuine than anyone I've ever met, and so that's a pretty big burn, because he doesn't even know that she's a journalist, doesn't even know her real name, and you can see her kind of fall a little bit apart at that point. So now there's a flash to the throne, because it's the coronation moment at the Christmas Eve ball, but the problem is that there are fairy lights behind the throne, and I'm, I, I'm sorry, I've never been to a coronation, but you don't have fairy lights, and also there's the orchestra surrounding the throne, it's all very, no. You should have consulted people on this, but whatever Netflix, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let that one go. So then, Prince Dick he kneels down because it's his coronation. He's pledging his allegiance to Moldovia, and then the prime minister says, "Does anybody say no to this?" And I'm like, "It's not a wedding. What are you doing?" I'm gonna take a little bit of a break because I'm gonna try to get the kid good to go back to bed because he is just so excited that his mom is still up. Okay, I'm back, and I kind of lost my space, or my place, because uh, I had to put the kid back to bed. Little cute cameo. Yeah, he owns me. <laughs> anyway, so I think, yeah, so he's pledging his honor, and then Lady Sophia says, uh, nope, this is not going to happen, because as I said before, it's like a wedding. Apparently, you can dispute this, and she has the birth certificate that says that Prince Dick is actually not the biological son of the king and queen. Of course, there are murmurs, and this is all, you know, Amber's fault, and Amber is also exposed by Lady Sophia saying that she's a journalist, and so Dick is devastated, and he storms off the stage, and Amber is sad, and then the prime minister is like, is this true? And the queen admits that he's adopted, and this is literally the worst Christmas ever. 
So then the cousin Simon stands up and he's like, yeah, it's my crown. I'm the next in line. So it's going to be me. So Prince Dick has run off and Amber goes running after him and she's apologizing and she's kind of crying, but very tastefully. I mean, she's not being hysterical. And then we have her in the back of a car and it's just like a scene from The Bachelor. She's in the back, you know, sad. And so then we have the next day and Prince Dick is looking at a portrait of his father kind of saying like, I can't believe you lied to me and I wanted to be king and not really. I don't really know what's happening. And then the queen walks in and her suit is fantastic. She's got these like um, suit skirt outfits that are just fab. Anyway, she says um, she's so sorry, but when she married the king, she found out that she couldn't conceive. So they adopted secretly, which is not a great thing. Um, but she's saying, you know, we loved you the minute we saw you. And of course I cried again. I cried, I cried. And then Prince Dick says, but what about Emily, my sister, like Princess Emily? And then the queen's like, well, she was a miracle. And I'm like, oh, ouch. But then he turns to her and he's like, you're both my mom and dad. You're my parents. And they hug and, uh, damn you, Netflix. Uh, Hallmark, take notes because this is a lot better acted. And then the queen says, this is the best Christmas gift ever. She's so great. She's a great actress. I looked her up. She seems kind of cool. And then she goes, well, what are we going to do about cousin Simon and the throne? And then, uh, Prince Dick is like, I won't let him win without a fight. Of course. So now we're at parliament and lady Sophia and, uh, cousin Simon are getting married because Sophia wants to be obviously a queen. And I have to say her outfit's kind of cute. It's kind of a cute outfit. But the coronation is Christmas Day. It can't happen unless most of the king's council is there and the queen has to be there, apparently. These are the rules in Aldovia. And then we are suddenly at the Aldovia airport and Amber's there and it looks a bit like a Greyhound uh, terminal. And she calls her dad and she's crying. And the dad says all sorts of poetic stuff, blah, 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 follow your heart, blah, blah, blah. And suddenly you see Amber going, wait, I have an idea. And then she's like, the poem, the poem that, remember this riddle? She's like, I, I know what's going to happen. She's, she's figured it out. So let me just turn one of my many pages. Here we go. We're getting to the end, guys. Don't worry. So she's got to go. She goes back to the castle, the coronation of evil. Cousin Simon's about to happen. And she's at the castle, and the administrative woman, who's kind of a bitch, won't let her go through the guards, who have crossed big spears to stop her going through. But she's like, no, I have information to save this coronation and that Prince Dick can be king. So she's let go and she goes running up to the living room where this Christmas tree, where there's the different types of ornaments that have been handmade by the king. And there's this acorn. And obviously the poem talks about an acorn. So she's figured it out and she's opened it up. She opens it up and inside is some very important piece of paper, obviously. Very exciting. So then we get to the point back at Parliament where the cousin Simon is kneeling. He's about to be made king. And of course, the prime minister is like, does anyone have an objection? Because apparently these are like weddings. Nobody says anything. And then the crown is about to go on his head when suddenly we hear Amber go, stop. And she comes running down the steps of this parliament. Kind of looks like a university lecture hall, which it probably is. And she has the acorn and the piece of paper and it turns out that the king, before he died, King Richard I, had signed an amendment that uh, Prince Dick can actually be king. It doesn't matter about blood. Um, and I started crying again because Netflix, bravo. 
So everyone is cheering and Simon sucks to be him. And he's like, I'm going to contact many lawyers. And then Lady Sophia says something like, I hope one is a divorce lawyer. And she storms off. And I'm like, damn. So yes, Prince Dick will become king. He's getting coronated. And you see Amber kind of sneak out. So now we're back in snowy New York. And she gives her final work about... um, Prince Dick to her boss, Max. And the boss is like, yeah, we're not going to print it. It's too fluffy. It's too sweet. It's too kind, of course. Um, So then Amber's like, well, I quit. And I'm like, Amber, you live in New York City. How are you going to pay your rent? But whatever. So then we see Amber wearing a Rudy's Diner. Remember, her dad owns this diner t-shirt, and it's New Year's Eve, and she's talking to her two friends from the magazine, and they're going out for dates, and she's like, uh, no, you guys go on ahead. And it turns out that she started a blog just a day before or two days before. And her first, um, blog entry is called the real King Richard and it's getting lots of hits. So she's going to be a big star over one thing she's written. Like, listen, I've had a blog now for almost five years. I've got some hits, but, uh, royalties never come calling anyway. So she's helping out at the diner and uh, it's five minutes till New Year's and she's cleaning up and it's very sweet and idyllic and dad's getting out bottles of champagne for his, as we say in Austria, his typical regulars. And suddenly a snowball hits the window and she looks up and there it is, there he is, King Dick. And he's wearing a very nice turtleneck and she comes outside and she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I never got to say goodbye. And he's like, Princess Emily, his sister, showed me your blog. And then he says something like, a castle is a lonely place without a queen. And then he gets down on one knee and he proposes to her. And then she's like, but um, my life is in New York City. And he's like, you can visit whenever you want to all the time. And then she's like, but what about my writing career? And I'm like, girlfriend, you got a blog. Uh, You can give it up. But yeah, no, good for you. Keep writing. And he's like, you can write whenever you want. I don't want to stand in the way. And then she's like, but what about my dad? I can't leave him. I'm like, girlfriend, you left him over Christmas. I think he'll be okay. But then Prince Dick's like, or King Dick now is like, oh, we can get him a diner in Aldovia. We can even bring this diner over. It'll be great, blah, blah, blah. And he's giving her all these things. And I have to say, like, well done, Netflix. It wasn't like her going, yes, immediately. She's like, no, I've got other shit to deal with. But okay, you know, suspension of disbelief. And then he, they kiss and he's like, is that a yes? And it's kind of cute. And then you see the ring again. It's absolutely gross. It's very, um, just not my style. Not, not a fan of the ring. It looks a bit like a class ring. And then you see the dad looking out the window and he sees his daughter. And again, with the fucking tears, I don't know what's going on on Netflix. You got me. Hallmark is me maybe one tear. Netflix got me a few times. And then you've got this kind of spinning out camera of them kissing in the snow, and then it's the end of the film. So that was it. That was The Christmas Prince. And I have to say, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was incredibly cheesy, but I also thought it was a lot better than the other films I've seen in the past. And well done, Netflix. You kind of probably hit your target audience. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so if you get a chance to watch it, it's thoroughly, stupidly enjoyable. It's not going to challenge you, but I think what makes it different from Hallmark films maybe is the fact that the acting's quite good and uh, the costumes or the outfits, they do a good job. And I think 
I always think it's funny when there's some foreign country, everybody has British accents. I don't know what started that, but maybe it's a little bit easier. So some fun facts, because I did a little bit of research. So the person who played Amber is actually from New Zealand, and she was in the TV show called I Zombie, which I've never watched, but I've seen the previews for. It looks kind of cute, but I don't like zombies, but she's cute. She's definitely a cute actress. The guy who plays Prince Dick, his name is Ben Lamb. He's actually, I think, British. I'm not sure what he was in before. I was looking at his IMDb, but he's been in a lot, but he's super cute. I would say that he should be in more things. And then the woman who plays Queen Helen, her name is Alice Cricket, I think is her name. She's from South Africa, and she's been in millions of things, but I think she's actually uh, quite a stunning, amazing actress. So, um, yeah, well done. Hats off to Netflix. Uh, thank you, Lauren and Violetta, for pushing me to watch this. Uh, I will I will do more of these in the future. I think Netflix actually did a pretty good job. And I want to go to this Castle Romania, wherever it may be. It's very fairy tale like which I like, like very much. <laughs> Still a little bit of a princess. So I hope you enjoyed this recap. Uh, apologies for the interruption from the kid, but... For me, it was actually super adorable because uh, what you didn't get to see, because this is a podcast, is he came in a couple of times and he just kept um, snuggling up to me and lying down on me. I think he enjoyed listening to my story. And then he got a little bit wild and then he snuggled again and he's just a great, amazing child. So that is my big Christmas recap. I don't think I'll be doing another one for another few months. Uh, there are a lot of work. I have 10 pages of notes. They're not easy to do because I want to try to capture every moment and every feeling that I have. And I don't think I even captured half of what I was feeling during these during during this film. I hope you have a great night. I hope you have a great eight days of Hanukkah, a great lead up to Christmas. And again, probably a podcast next Monday. Otherwise, I'm not quite sure what we're going to do before Christmas. But I have lots of interviews coming up and I'm very excited. So... As I always say to end my podcast, hail Aldovia and, of course, toodles.